Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Welcome aboard the Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait! And just like that, the Jets season and playoff hopes are in the hands of one Zach Wilson. Mike White not cleared by doctors to play Sunday against the Lions. This is the Can't Wait Podcast, the Athletics Jets Podcast. I'm Tim McMaster, along with Zach Rosenblatt, our reporter for the Jets at The Athletic, and Marissa Dunn here, producing as always. And this is uh, as quickly as we've been able to react to breaking news, <laughs> I think, ever, guys, because we had this scheduled for 11 a.m. And what time did this news break, Zach? Like 10.40? Uh, like 10... Right before the press conference. So like 10.30. Yeah. 10.30. Um, and I will tip my cap to you that I'm not wearing today, Zach, because me and Marissa were both like, you need some time. We could push this back an hour. We can do it a little later. And you were like, nope, let's, let's get it on there. Let's, let's react. So we are fresh thoughts. I haven't really sorted through my thoughts and you're going to get them fresh on here. So that's perfect. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot to, to kind of consider with this game. This this beat, man, this beat, whoo. Are you? I think. Oh I mean, God. at what point do the Deep other breath, beat Zach. writers like? Yeah, you know, and I hate to use this, but uh, I'll, I'll use this analogy, Marissa. Like earning your pinstripes, right? Is the thing, <laughs> the thing with the Yankees. I can't stand it. I I hate it. You know? oh, but, yeah, that, yeah that's Zach, nice. do you feel like you've earned your jet stripes at this point as a I, beat I, writer? I feel like when it's like when they talk about rookies late in the season, they're like, he's not a rookie anymore. Like, I feel like I've, I've been hardened by the battles I've been in on this beat. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know. Like I, sh- I got lulled into a sense of security that, you know, you believe these guys when they, I'm sure Mike White believed that he was going to play all week. I mean, we talked to him yesterday and he said, there's no doubt in his mind. Maybe that was just like a him convincing himself kind of thing in the end. But um, I just like was not mentally like, I don't know. I just did not see this coming. Like I should have, I, I literally had a fan uh dm me on instagram i don't have his name in front of me but he does deserve a shout out um he dm me a day or two ago saying just calling it now zach wilson starts sunday mike white not cleared i'm like okay whatever you say (laughs) um and that certainly uh backfired but yeah i don't know i uh i did not see this news coming especially because it came on 
it came on to Adam Schefter. Sometimes this happens before, right before press conference, it'll get leaked to like Schefter or rap sheet. And none of us were looking for it. And I just have my tweet deck up and I see the Adam Schefter tweet. And I, and I told some of the reporters in the room, I'm like, uh, Zach Wilson starting on Sunday. They're like, is that a real tweet? What? <laughs> like Everybody's like, wait, what? Um, so they clearly kept this close to the vest. They maybe were really like believing that he was going to play, but yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, we have to completely change gears about how we feel about this game. I was fully ready to predict like a, a pretty big win. And now I need to sort through it as we go through this pod. And by the end, I'll come to my conclusion, but, um, that's kind of where we're at. It's kind of, where I'm, I mean, I'm kind of spinning right now. Like this is, uh, it's surprising and, and, uh, yeah, it's going to, they're going to look a lot different and we're going to really find out what these three weeks, which is not enough time, you know, no matter what anybody says, if they really believe that he needed a reset, I don't think three weeks. Anyway, we'll get into all that, but those are my immediate, as you asked me what's going on. thoughts. <laughs> well, that's one of the things I have here is like, you know, is three weeks enough. But on top of that, I did want to bring this up. Um, Sal has been so good at press conferences since the early season, right? Yeah. Like he had a few famous slip ups early in the season. <laughs> um, but the receipt thing until maybe now was, was looked like it was heading in a good direction. Um, but I feel like he didn't have as much prep time today. And he threw this one out in defense of, of Zach Wilson. He said he's the same quarterback that once won 18 for 18 in a bowl game. Oh, that's just oh, I mean, there's so many things wrong with that statement, right? Like a. What bowl College game? Football. I would love to know. Right. Yeah, uh, some, actually, I think, I think somebody said on Twitter it was like at the Idaho Potato Bowl or something. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll yeah. look it up while we're talking. <laughs> uh, but like players don't even play in bowl games anymore. I know. Like, yeah. if, oh, I mean, I, just... I I should I don't have the full quote in front of me. I, I think he was more talking about like he knows what Zach's capable of and things like right. that. Because I think the question I think that was part of his response to the question about which again, what he even said was a fair question. Like, uh, like if if Zach had a reset and he had to you know change his fundamentals and stuff like is three weeks enough and he said that's a fair question we we think he's had good practice I know practices aren't the same as the games and Salah's fully aware that I don't know if risk is the right word because I don't know if you you're not going to go to Flacco either like we, we we had this whole discussion about how Zach needs to be the backup because you just can't roll out there with Flacco anymore um but yeah I, that's the sorry I just lost my train of thought but yeah I the, the three the three weeks like he's been going to, I mean he was in scout team so he was going against the the Jets defense in a lot of ways but a lot of that is designed to like give them the looks that they're probably going to see on Sunday kind of thing he's been getting the first team reps this week I don't know we're really going to find what find out I guess what Zach's made of I've, I feel like I've been saying that a lot this year but he's coming he's coming out cold he hasn't you know played in a game in a while he hasn't even been active on game day since his last start you know how some of his receivers felt about how the way he was playing Mm-hmm. particularly Elijah and Garrett Wilson, who have played really well since he went out. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be very interesting. This offense kind of opened up a bit with Mike White in there. He was getting rid of the ball quick when he was taking shots downfield when they were there, check downs, hitting the easy stuff. Like that's a, always, That's been a big emphasis since he became the starter. Mike White makes the easy look easy. Zach Wilson was making easy look hard when he last played. So – like we talked about when this first started and the idea that he wanted him to come back on the field, no matter how good he's looked in practice, for all we know, he's going to go out there and try and win the game every play again. Like we don't, we don't know that he's, especially now that they're still in the playoff hunt, this game is crucial for their playoff hunt. So there's pressure. There's going to be pressure on Mike White too. Um, but there's so many like layers to this and I'm sure we'll get into all of them, but there's the layer of, is he staying on the field now? If the goal is to get him on the field, you have him on the field now. So is he the start of the rest of the way? It's a short week with the Jaguars game coming up. Would you really 
throw Mike White out there after they probably only get like one real practice in this week. Do you do that? Like, is Zach, you know, if he plays well, does he stay as the starter? If he doesn't play well, do they still roll with him anyway? If they like lose these games, like there's just like so many different paths that this, this can go now. It's, it is fascinating, but it's, you know, I, I, I get it if fans are, are worried right now because obviously Zach didn't really show much in his last games. And, you know, Salah tried making the point that they were five and two with him. Uh, and a lot of the things he did don't show up on the stat sheet, which, you know, QB wins are not a real stat. I think that's been pretty well established. Like anybody who's watched the Jets, if, if you saw Mike White's record and Zach Wilson's record, that doesn't match with like the way they've played, like that, like the how they've played, I guess. So I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be very interesting. And, and the Lions are playing very well. Their defense is not great, but it's improved. Uh, they have Aiden Hutchinson. They have some pass rushers. The Jets' O-line has struggled. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting. I We have no idea what we're going to see on Sunday from Zach Wilson. It's more of a mystery than it was when he came back in week four against the Steelers and had that comeback in the fourth look terrible the first three quarters. Maybe that's what will happen again. I don't know, but it's there's just so much unknown now on Sunday. We don't know what this offense is going to look like. Even, like, Bam Knight wasn't even playing when Zach was last there. They have, like, a new running back, basically. Uh, George Fant wasn't playing, like, um, they might not have Quinn and Williams, which we'll get into. So this is a much different Jets team, even from four weeks ago or whatever. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very fascinated at how this game's going to go. I, I've, if, if you were thinking the, the Lions might win before, maybe you're more confident in that now. I was pretty confident the Jets were a win. So maybe I'm coming back down towards the middle where it'll be a close game. I don't know. It just all depends on what Zach looks like. If he comes out there and looks terrible, like they're not going to win this game. If he's okay, they can win. They beat the Bills when he was okay. They beat the Broncos and the Packers when he was okay. But yeah, there's just so many layers to this and I don't know how it's going to go. I, we don't know how actually he's looked. They can say he's looked good in practice, but we have no way of seeing if that's true. I mean, they're not going to tell us if he was playing bad in practice. Have you ever, have you ever heard of a coach like being like, you know what? He had a couple really bad days in practice this week, but we still believe <laughs> in him. Like that's, that's not something, especially Salah is ever going to say. So, uh, you mentioned the game plan and that's interesting because, you know, with when Zach Wilson was the quarterback, you know, LaFleur is going through the process of putting together the game plan and what they're going to do. And I'm sure the idea was we're going to be conservative. You know, we're not going to throw it that much. And we saw how that played out. But the way they've been running this offense, I mean, I won't say Mike White's been slinging it because he's fairly conservative with his throws and he takes what the defense gives him. But he's thrown, there's been a lot of pass attempts. So right now on Friday, as you're going into this game and you've been game planning all week long, you kind of have to go with what you've set up, right? Like if LaFleur was thinking in his head, oh, Mike White's going to throw it 35 times on Sunday, it's really hard in a day to suddenly be like, okay, no, we need to limit Zach to to 25 or 20 passes. I mean, that's – so it feels like Zach's going to at least have the plays there to to shine if, <laughs> if he can. Yeah, I mean, this was always – this. You know, the, the, the talk was if they were ever going to bring him back, like the idea that they would bench Mike White for him, it, the Lions game was when they had to do it kind of thing if they wanted to, if their goal was to make the playoffs or whatever. And still, because you have the Lions, and you have the Jaguars back-to-back, short notice. Two teams that are, you know, as good as the Lions are playing, they have one of the worst defenses. I think they are second to last in yards allowed. I think Football Outsiders has them as the worst team against the other team's number one receiver. So in theory, a good opportunity for Garrett Wilson. But... Again, they have some talent on defense still. They have Aiden Hutcherson. They have some pass rush. They have Jeff Akuda and the secondary is a guy they drafted pretty highly. 
they don't scare you, but you know, they also probably aren't scared of Zach Wilson at the same time. So, um, and Zach Wilson, as you well know, has been the worst quarterback in the league when pressured. So, um, yeah, you know, I, the fact that he's been getting the first team reps, at least if not all week, most of the week means that maybe they don't have to completely change their, their game plan kind of thing like you were talking about, but at the same time, they probably went in this week thinking we're going to be able to throw it a lot in the Lions, and now they might have to go back to the the formula they used in those those games they won with Zach Wilson, a quarterback, where it was um, try and get the ball out of his hands quickly, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball until you know you wear them out and run the clock out. And that's probably you're probably going to see Bam Knight. This probably you know if, if, for people who are in the fantasy playoffs, like Bam Knight is going to get a lot of opportunity on Sunday, I would imagine, unless the Jets fell behind, which. If you're falling behind against the Lions and you're not making the playoffs, no matter how good they've been playing, like if you're falling behind early against the Lions, um, they're going to be in a really tough spot here. And they need to win three out of four games, I think. And, you know, their chances probably just got reduced. If Zach Wilson can live up to his potential, which as we were talking about before we got on here, we have, until we see him like look like a good quarterback, we have to assume he's not one. So um, he has not shown that he's a good quarterback. He's shown flashes. He has the arm talent, the mobility, all that stuff. So there's some elements they can change with him in there that they didn't have to Mike White or whatever. But um, yeah, I'd say their chances are reduced that they make the playoffs as long as Zach is that quarterback. That's just the reality. Yeah, and that reality can change, obviously, based on how he looks on Sunday. Um, This could go a lot of different directions, right? Like he could come out and be bad and they win anyway. And then maybe that's, I don't know. I don't know what the best case scenario here is, Zach, because like, I guess... The best case scenario is that Zach Wilson, the guy you took with the number two overall pick, comes out, looks brilliant on Sunday. Yeah. They win the game. Because of the short week, he gets another start against Jacksonville. He's great again. And then, okay, Zach's our franchise quarterback. Yeah. Like, that's the best case scenario. Yeah, for sure. Although I feel like at this point, a lot of fans would be like, we want Mike White to be the guy. And so, but we also want to make the playoffs. So for that <laughs> segment of the fan base, the best case scenario is probably like Zach doesn't play well, but they still manage to win this game. And then Mike White is allowed to come back when healthy play and be the guy like I, I don't know, man. I No matter what happens here, it feels like it's just going to create more questions than answers this this news. Yes. I mean, I, absolutely. I think they knew that um, the, 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 I should say the thing that Sala said uh, was that. They were they could have taken it up till game time, but they decided for the sake of Mike White, um, they were just going to declare him out now and just you know establish Zach as a starter on Sunday. Uh, that's I mean, probably I, good for Zach too. Yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. probably the right idea. Yeah. Yes, although like I, I don't know. It's 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 a weird spot. Like I we talked about this a little before the pod, and I think I've seen some of it on Twitter and stuff. And we probably should have done a better job of hammering this honestly in the press conference. But he was cleared to play on. Sunday against uh, the Bills went back in the game played well but I mean who knows if if he that made it worse or whatever because he wasn't cleared for contact the rest of the week he still hasn't been technically um, it's I did the find same doctors yeah. right the same doctors that are I there believe on so. Sunday yes. are there today yeah yeah and is, on, I would and imagine top, the NFL Players Association may have some thoughts but. Yeah, I'm going to be we'll very curious to see how this plays out. Um, I need yeah. to go back and listen, read, read the transcript of everything Robert Sala said. Uh, but yeah, and I, I did find it interesting, like, and I guess this is a thing, but I hadn't really thought about it as much. But he, he was saying that Mike White 
uh, was doing everything he can to get cleared. So he was going, getting second opinions from all kinds of doctors and he like couldn't get it in time kind of thing. Um, so I don't know that that's an interesting part of this too. Like he, he obviously in his mind was going to play no matter what, but now that was taken away from him and it, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough, a tough, I mean, to, you kind of touch on this a little bit, but not to get it like five steps ahead, but like you said, the, the best case scenario is that Zach for the jets, like as an organization is probably that Zach goes out and has two great games and then they can say he's the start of the rest of the year and going into next year. Um, and then all of a sudden you, I don't know, maybe you franchise tag Mike White and then and try and trade him for something because he showed enough to like teams that need a quarterback. Maybe they would like, it's kind of what the Eagles did with Nick Foles. Uh, although I think they eventually pulled the tag off or what, I forget how that played out. And then he signed with the Jaguars, but um, I don't know. It's uh they're, they're, in a, they're in a very interesting spot. They're, they're probably fascinated to find out here who's going to be their guy next because the quarterback is obviously the biggest question for a team with a lot of talent. So Zach can prove that he's the guy these next two weeks, but I also know if it's fair to even expect him if, if the goal is to reset him, to expect him to like fix all of his problems in that short of a time. The other thing, and you touched on this too, but I think it's worth a little extra. Um, he has to win back his teammates here too. Like we all heard, you yes. know, we saw Elijah Moore demand a trade. We heard Garrett Wilson's comments. And then over the last three weeks, I mean, LaFleur, just yesterday, you guys asked him, what what do you see about Elijah Moore right now? And he said, what? He's, his smile is back. Yeah. And like that, I mean, let's be honest, that's because of Mike White, right? Like, yeah. So Zach has to play well on Sunday, play well enough to, to win and, and look like a franchise quarterback, I guess. Uh, but he also has to win back this receiving core that kind of like, walked away <laughs> you know like they've all they've they've outwardly well probably not Corey davis because that's kind of you know the guy he targets the most but but elijah and garrett have kind of um shown that they're not fans of his so he has to win that back and that's that may be the toughest thing of all i feel like at this point although targets go a long way right yes uh yeah i mean that, that was the big one of the big problems that they weren't getting the ball or the when they were it wasn't in like position to succeed I mean, you like the we we've been high on Garrett Wilson all year, like as a podcast. But I think the league has caught on to how good Garrett. Like, there's a lot of attention on how good Garrett Wilson is now. And if you're not getting that guy the ball, like they even, you know, and I think it was fair. Like, I was confused when they didn't get him the ball in the beginning of that Vikings game, and then he wound up with 15 targets that day. So it's like in retrospect, like he obviously he got the ball as much as anybody in the NFL that week. But like, it's like you got to give this ball the guy this guy the ball every play. Like, manufacture touches for him, like. Is, is Zach Wilson going to be able to move beyond his first read? Is he going to be able to check down when he has to? Is he going to complete those passes when they're when they're there? Can he get the ball to Garrett and let him do stuff after the catch? Will he will he target Elijah Moore because there clearly was something off between those guys? And yeah, I mean the lasting image of Zach Wilson's you know almost career with the Jets now is is that quote where he said no no when he was asked if he let down the defense and it clearly like resonated in the locker room and you know guys that. At first, guys were like trying to like act like that wasn't a thing, and then CJ Uzama, I, I found it interesting. He went on like a national like a uh, radio or a podcast or something, and and he and he like told his like the the behind the scenes of what he dealt with, and he and he said how he texted Zach the next day, like uh, I think what you said kind of rubbed some guys the wrong way. You might want to like you know apologize to the team or something like. So clearly, even if they want to deny it, I mean, I, I'd heard that there were guys that were really upset with what he said or frustrated or whatever. And I think he's had to earn a lot of that back and he's had to do it while watching, as we've talked about the team just rally around Mike, not only on the field, but just like, it's like, as if they're obsessed with him, they're all wearing it, his shirt They're you know, 
I, I saw some players calling him the king of New York. Like I was, I was looking. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Zach has had this when he's had good games in the past. But Mike White posted something on Instagram, and I'm always fascinated at like when you go into the comments on a player's Instagram, like after a game, and it's like all his teammates like saying "King of New York," uh, Mike White, Mike fucking White, um, and it's all his teammates just like going up, going crazy, and they. Like that, that locker room like loves Mike White. I'm not saying they don't like Zach. I've said that all year. I don't know that they don't like him, but he's he has to win back their trust, both as in terms of his performance and the way he handles himself when he's in front of a podium. And but he he has a lot on him. He's done a good job when he's hit the. We talked to him this week. Uh, didn't really say much. Uh, we talked to him after he got benched. He was pretty good, and you know you know said that he he messed up and all that stuff. So if he has a bad game on Sunday, how's he going to handle it? Also, is another factor to consider. Should we move on to some other stuff regarding this game? And, you know, what we had stuff? a rundown built before this news <laughs> drop. So uh, um, you mentioned Hutchinson. Uh, so I think they feel like that's a good little transition with Garrett, too. Um, numbers came out this week for um, ch- odds for, for defensive and offensive rookie of the year. And obviously the Jets have been right in the thick of this thing all season yeah. long from week to week with the rookie of the, the week awards and bam, won it this week to, to add one more notch to the, to the belt. But uh, <laughs> Jets Twitter defensive. Yeah. Defensive rookie of the year uh, sauce, huge favorite minus 500 uh, this week. But Aiden Hutchinson, of course, the Lions um, edge rusher who, you know, there were thoughts at some point when the Jets were trying to figure out where they were going to be drafting that he was a guy they would consider. He's plus 500. And then Seahawks cornerback Tariq Woolen, he is plus 600. And then on the offensive side of things, Garrett is leading the way, which to me, this is the, the amazing thing is that I think there was a point this season, maybe a month into the season, maybe five weeks, that Brees Hall would have been the guy right there, right? Like Brees Hall is your favorite for rookie of the year. Uh, he goes down with an injury and Garrett's still there. So maybe they'd be running one and two if Brees hadn't gotten hurt. But Garrett Wilson plus 175. Christian Watson, uh, the Green Bay receiver, plus 300. Kenneth Walker, Seahawks running back, plus 300. And then Chris Olave, of course, Garrett's college teammate, plus 550 with the Saints. Um, the Jets rookies continue to just show it. And now, you know, they're the betting choice as well. Yeah, I mean... If the season ended today, I think they would probably both win or be close. I, if I had, I so. if I was, I would say that I think Garrett is almost more likely to win right now because um, Damian Pierce is out for a few weeks. He was like the main competition. Kenneth Walker has been injured. I don't think he did much against the 49ers last night. Um, Chris Olave maybe would be the biggest competition for Garrett, but I think Garrett's been flashier. I think people, more people are talking about Garrett Wilson right now, and that's a big factor. So I think if Garrett Wilson keeps it up, I mean, we'll see how he plays with Zach. I think he's close to a lock, not a lock. Okay, that's over overstating it. But I, I think he's the front runner. Uh, like if you're asking me right now, and then Sauce is also the front runner. The interesting thing I'm curious to see with that is, you know, Tariq Woolen I think is the real competition for him. I don't think is as much Hutchinson. Uh, but like if if these voters look at the counting stats more than like the analytics and stuff, Tariq Woolen has six interceptions. So um, I'm gonna be very fascinated to see how the voting plays out with that. Cause I could Jets fans would riot if sauce Gardner does not win, but it also wouldn't shock me if, if Woolen wind up getting more votes just because of he has more interceptions. And I, I think sauce is a better player and having a better year, but he has two interceptions, I think. So um, yeah, that's, it's gonna be fascinating. I mean, the, at the very least, everybody should be excited that they're in this position where you have 
arguably the two best rookies in a class like that that never happens i don't i wonder if that's ever happened where one team won both awards i can't imagine it has yeah and and the other guys who have been such big contributors who won't win the award it, it has been it was an incredible draft by joe douglas we've talked about it plenty and, and it continues to show and it's the reason this team is where they are um all right let's move things forward to this game a little bit and actually marissa you know what we should take a break first right um let's take a quick break then we'll talk more about the lions game we'll do our picks and we'll have much more here on the can't wait podcast looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, let's get into this, uh, the game itself a little bit. And we've talked about it through the podcast so far. But the Lions team, this is a team that started the season one and six. They've won five of six. They're the hottest team in the NFL. And while the Jets are talking about making the playoffs and what they need to do and, you know, controlling their own destiny and all that stuff, you know what? They're having the same conversations in Detroit right now as far as this team has come, that if they continue to play the way they have, um, this is a team that has a shot to get into the playoffs at six and seven right now. Now, here's the thing. They um I just completely lost my train of thought. But uh <laughs> the uh when you look at the when you, yeah, seriously. Um <laughs> when you look at the Jets and and what they've been doing, they've gone the wrong way the last two weeks, right? Losing two in a row, whereas the Lions are are thriving. And we thought at one point we'd get to this game and it wouldn't really matter for the Lions. The Lions would be in a position where they're looking ahead to yeah. the draft and, and all of that stuff. And instead, this is it, it almost has a playoff type feel because of where these two teams are right now. Yep. By the way, just that just a fact check earlier, we were trying to figure out when the bowl game was. It was his freshman year and it was the Idaho Potato Bowl. So that was all yes. the way back in twenty. Yeah, against Western against, Michigan. Against Western right? Michigan. So it was a long time ago. Um sorry, I what was what was the question? <laughs> I was thinking about that. Uh, we thought this game was going to be the Jets yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to get to the playoffs against a team that wasn't in it anymore. Instead, it feels like kind of a playoff game. Yeah, especially because the NFC playoff picture is so like muddled and the Giants don't look very good. The Seahawks are falling apart. Uh, Washington's playing better. But I, I think the Lions are like the scariest of those teams fighting for a wild card spot, honestly, especially because Jared Goff, I, I think he's completed like 70% of his passes over the last like five games. Um, he hasn't thrown an interception, I think, in four games. He's not... Famous, he's famously not very good when he's pressured or in bad weather. And it should be, it's going to be like in the 30s, I think, on Sunday. So that does favor the Jets, though. If Quinton Williams isn't playing, this the, the Lions have like, the Jets have called it the best offensive line in the league. I think Salah said it's them and the Eagles. Panay Sewell has like really lived up to his talent. Um, You know, they have Jamal Williams has scored more touchdowns, I think, than anybody in the league. 
the receivers are like very, very interesting, especially with Jameson Williams in the mix. You don't really know what you're getting from him, but he's a speed demon. Um, so you have him on one side of DJ Chark, who's very fast on the other side. And then you have Amon Ross St. Brown, who probably gets open better than almost any receiver in the league. And he's in the slot. So you have Michael Carter, the second on him, who he's, he's a solid player. I, I think he's been more up and down than the guys on the outside. So I, I'm very curious to see if Amon Ra, if he has like, if he comes out and he starts getting all these catches and making these big plays, if they start adjusting the, we keep two guys on the Island and we don't move them. Like would they put DJ Reed on him? Like how would they adjust to the outside? Um, another fact, like Brandon Eccles is probably not going to play this week or maybe solid to clear him out. Uh, I was a little distracted by the Zach Wilson news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Bryce Hall will be active on Sunday. I imagine for the first time, um, he's an outside corner. He hasn't played all year though. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how Jeff Ulbrich adjusts to that offense. Cause it's an explosive talented group that has played very well. And especially if Quinn Williams isn't playing, it's we're really going to find out like, the truth about the depth and talent of this defense. They, they can't do a lot of the things they like to do without Quinnen in there because he's such a force and you have to double and triple team him. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, can Bryce Huff make the same impact when Quinnen's not in there? Can can JFM, JFM step up? Can Carl Lawson play up to his contract? Like This is a talented group that's all we've been talking about. Uh, we're going to find out if how much of that has to do with Quinnen Williams and how much is it, are they talented on their own, right, too. Do you think that if Quinnen's out, do they – Blitz? Do they have to blitz more, or do they try to still get to the quarterback without blitzing? It's a good question. I mean, if they really don't like the blitz and they kind of stick to that, um, and I mean, you saw what happened. I think it was the Bengals game where they were blitzing and Quinnen got pissed off and yelled, and yelled at Aaron White Cotton and all that's the whole viral thing. Um, but I don't. Know, they're gonna have to find a way to get pressure on Goff because if you give Goff time, and you can say this for a lot of quarterbacks, but he can make all the throws. So if you if you give Goff time, he's really good. Uh, and so if the Jets aren't getting pressure, which, you know, they've started off games not getting pressure lately, like in the, in the first drive or two. And so that's going to be a very interesting thing to see how they handle that. Uh, and I don't really know. I don't really have an answer. I still lean towards them probably not blitzing and trying to get the natural pressure. But if, if it's not there, if you're not getting the penetration, you have to you have to be creative and find a way to get goffed on the ground or at least pressured and, and frantic. And right now, without Quinnen, that becomes a lot harder. So that, that's going to be a really big storyline on Sunday. Yeah, Goff last week against Minnesota, the same Minnesota team that obviously just beat the Jets the week before. 27 to 39, 330 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, this is a guy at one point that we thought was one of the great young quarterbacks in the league. And then obviously it went south in L.A. and then he he ends up in Detroit, which felt like being kind of sent, you know, right? Like, that's it. You're off to Detroit. That's it for you. Yep. But here come the Lions. So uh, it, it is kind of a... a cool story like not for the Jets fans right now getting ready for this game but in general um, Jared Goff's reemergence here with Detroit this season has been kind of a cool storyline in the NFL um, all right so they've won five of six they also beat the Giants at the Meadowlands on November 20th um, so they're, they're familiar and I think they even in their postgame um, locker room last week I heard they, they were talking about that the fact that we know how to win at the Meadowlands um, so what do you think the atmosphere is like at the Meadowlands, Zach? Oh, man. I, it's it should be, be a very fascinating. Right? It should be, yeah. I think, I mean, I especially thought with Mike White, his fan base loved him so much. But now I'm going to, I'm very curious to see what the energy is like if Zach Wilson comes out there and has a stinker first drive or something. Like, are they going to boo him again? Like, they were booing him. I mean, him I will say this time. to Jets fans. Yeah, and I will say this to Jets fans. If he stinks the first drive, I think you have to pick him up at that point. 
Like he, he, if yeah, anything, you need fair. cheers at. You know what I mean? He, like he, he is going to be the quarterback for the. Then. He's going to be their quarterback for four quarters on Sunday. So, yeah. Right. Like if you want to boo him in the fourth quarter, if he stunk for three quarters, like go for it. But I think early in this game, if you want this team to be successful, like Zach Wilson needs the support of everyone. Absolutely. I, I will say if you want the crowd to get get excited. Um, we were kind of joking about this before the pod, but I do wonder um, if if they'll elevate Chris Streveler on Sunday just to have like something like different. I mean, I, they wouldn't play him over Joe Flacco, even even if fans think they should. But I don't know, like if they need a guy to get a QB sneak or something like I think Streveler would be pretty good at it. So I don't know. Something to think about. I don't know if they will do that because they might be a little lighter in the secondary. They did just cut Will Parks, which um, we didn't get to ask Robert Sala about that because we were a little distracted. It, it felt kind of strange because he played such a key role on special teams and stuff. Um, so they are a little light in the secondary. So I imagine they'll elevate a defensive back. But I don't know. I'd, I'd at least consider Streveler. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so big picture before we get to the picks. Um, this was actually going to be a big chunk of this podcast before the, the news broke. But like the yeah. Jets' path to the playoffs, you wrote a great story kind of breaking it down um, this week, Zach, and talking about the four teams that are involved and how they impact each other and tiebreakers yeah. and all of it. Obviously, it's the Jets, the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. The Dolphins a game up right now. Those other three teams, it all comes down to tiebreakers depending on what happens. And we've said, like, the Jets control their destiny, right, if they win out. Although, in theory, none of these teams are going to play each other. So, <laughs> everyone, well, except the the Lions. But uh, but they could win out. The Patriots could win out. The Dolphins could win <laughs> out. And, like, the Jets yeah. are going to be sitting there with all, 11 All of that is highly and, unlikely, obviously. But, yeah, it's like. Right. And so not going to the playoffs. It's, they technically yep. don't control their. I, when I was writing this story, I. I thought of a Chip Kelly quote from when he was with the Eagles uh, where somebody asked, like the Eagles were like fighting for the playoffs at the end of his first year, I think it was. And somebody asked him, like, you guys 
control your own destiny, like how important early game is. He's like, you know, that's that's inaccurate. Like nobody controls their own destiny. Destiny's predetermined, so there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> and I always like that quote because that's such that's such an overused phrase this time of the year. Yeah. Because um, the reality is like the odds of what depending on how many games are left, the odds of you winning all of them is pretty slim. So you could say, yeah, if we just go out and win all of them, but no, you, you're relying on other teams losing. You're relying on you know things going your way and. Um, if you make the playoffs because it was predetermined that you were going to make the playoffs. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when you, but when you look at the schedules, right, yeah. the, uh, the jets, obviously lions, Jaguars, Seahawks, dolphins, the, you know, the dolphins is obviously the one that stands out yeah. there. Uh, but then when you look at the, the other teams, the Patriots Raiders, you feel like they win Bengals feels like they're going to lose that one. Um, then dolphins bills is, that's a brutal way to end the season. Um, they could lose both of those. So I, even though that's the scariest team in this mix, right, just because of the tiebreaker and the fact of how much it would hurt because they swept the Jets and if they end up tied with them and they lose because of those two terrible performances, it's really going to sting. But, I mean, anybody who's watched this Patriots team, yes, the defense is pretty good, but Mac Jones week in and week out continues to show us that he's kind of a mediocre yeah. quarterback at best. Yeah. Um, I just – I could see two and two. I could see one and three, to be honest, for this Patriots yeah. team down the stretch against those teams. Um, so I think if that's one where like Jets go three and one, don't worry about the Patriots. Um, and then the Chargers. They have an easy schedule. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one's that one's a little kind of scarier. And then that brings into the point that maybe the Jets are better off like, you know, having to beat the Dolphins and beating the Dolphins, winning that tiebreaker and getting it over them. And not then you don't have to worry about the Chargers. There's lots of ways to look at it. But uh, I think after this week, we'll have a little more clarity. You know, I, in, in my, as part of that story, I played out each of the teams that are competing with schedules. And I asked our Chargers writer, Dan Popper, and our Patriots writer, Chad Graff, to like predict those two teams' uh, three games. And then I played out the Dolphins' schedule. And I think there's a legitimate possibility that the Dolphins, Jets, Patriots and Chargers are all nine and seven going into the last week, like a legitimate chance at all four of them. So it could go in so many different directions. The Jets can't tie with the Patriots or they don't make it. I think at that point, uh, I think the Chargers might have the tiebreaker. They don't play each other, so that it goes to conference record. And then, you know, I think it goes to common opponents after that. But, um, yeah, I think I've said this. I said this earlier in the week. I it just I just have a feeling that that last week Dolphins is going to be winning in or losing your out kind of situation and which will make it exciting and stressful because I know the Jets haven't always done an amazing job when they go to Miami so it's kind of like one of their locations that they struggle in so it's uh yeah I'm it's these next four it's exciting like it's exciting that we're this is basically the playoffs for the Jets this is the most important like four game stretch they've had in a long long time um, especially because if you th- like, I've said this, I think this team is good enough with Quinn and Williams. Like if he's not there, it's different, but with Quinn and Williams in there and I think Mike White, a quarterback, like, I think this team can be competitive in the playoffs depending on who they're going against. Uh, so yeah, these next four weeks are going to be very fascinating. And I'm going to, and as we've talked about, I'm going to be very, very curious to see how the fans feel if they fall short, even if, you know, it, I mean, it's not out of the question that they get 10 wins and fall short. Like that would be depressing, but, um, like I, I'm very curious to see what the fan reaction is at the end of the year if they fall short with a winning record. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll certainly be interesting, especially if it's ten. Like that's crazy. But yeah, then, especially then, ten. You know what can you do? We won ten games. Yeah, exactly. Know, so maybe you feel a little be better about that. About it at that point. Yeah. 
All right. With that, let's move on to our picks and welcome in our guest picker this week, Eric Goldrich. Did I get that right, Eric? Sort of. Goldrich, like opposite of Silverpour. Goldrich. Oh, there you are. There you go. Hey. <laughs> Goldrich, sorry. Up, no, I, I typoed sorry. on the rundown. Goodrich is just as good as Goldrich. It's not as good, but it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> good morning, guys. Uh, 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 all right. So this has become our new thing on the show is you got to show us what jersey you're sporting there. So before I show you the really quick, I uh, I have a story about how every Jets jersey I've ever gotten in my life uh, is bad luck. And it starts all the way back to John Abraham when I got John Abraham when I was a kid. And then he got traded, I think, like that offseason. And then I got Jim Leonard uh, when he I loved Jim Leonard, the safety. And then two weeks later, tore his ACL, never played another Jets game again. Then I got Leonard Williams. I got mm. I got Leonard and then Leonard mm. got traded to the Giants. <laughs> and then uh, and then right after uh, this season, I ordered <laughs> I ordered this jersey. And right after I landed in my doorstep <laughs> the next week, he asked for a trade. It, it's like I have the worst darn luck <laughs> with any Jets jersey. So I'm done. Maybe I'll get oh, Zach man. Wilson and it'll help a lot of Jets fans and he'll like, you know, be out there. <laughs> I, would, I would say the best path is just getting obscure guys because I think that's fun because then you can be like, I, I didn't think they were, he was going to be there a while. And it's, you know, I have this, uh, I don't know, I can't think of a good obscure one, but. <laughs> uh, Will Parks would have been, uh, yeah. been a bad one to get also, you know, that would have been a bad one. There you go. That's true. Yes. Yeah, so. Or go historic. That's the. Always yeah, historic is like, like Wayne something. Krebet is always <laughs> Krebet's a good, good jersey. Krebet's a good one. <laughs> All right. So uh, the other thing I always like to ask the listeners is, you know, how long have you been a Jets fan and how did it all start? You know, uh, my parents really didn't give a damn about uh, football growing up, uh, but my childhood buddy was a huge Jets fan. Um, and I actually got him a John Abraham jersey also when we were like, I don't know, in fifth grade. I don't know how I did that and mom please get my friend the jersey for christmas i don't know how that actually happened um uh and it just started there uh fell in love with them and obviously it was a weird road with uh when i started becoming conscious uh you know at pennington and you know that was fun i remember that game versus miami i think it was i don't even know 2004 i, I forgot what year that was but um it's been a wild ride obviously for all of us miserable jets fans and uh you know 09 2010 was fantastic mm-hmm. Um, uh, although we didn't make it obviously, but it was still a lot of fun. And then 2015, of course, that was the 10 win season that didn't get us into the playoffs. So that will be really depressing guys. If, if we do get 10 wins and don't get in, it'll be a a PTSD to 2015. Um, (laughs) and, and then I met my, my now wife in 2016 and I was a Jets fan and she's watched me be miserable and the Jets be awful for, for so long. Um, and I was joking with her and my mom. I'm like, I don't know if it's better to be so bad and just expect a loss, or think you're really good and lose. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> it's because it's this. This season's been spectacular and awful all at once. It's been really weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Jets for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That like sentence I think like should be like their slogan. Spectacular and awful <laughs> yeah. all just at once. It up perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, it's been rough. You're you're you live in L you live in LA, right? Yes, but I'm from New York. Uh, well, not obviously, but okay. I don't know. I don't know why you'd be a Jets fan <laughs> if you're not from New York or New Jersey. Um, but yeah, I'm one of the very very few uh, Jets fans uh, here in LA. And my buddy Jeremy is my only Jets buddy here in LA. We're texting a thousand texts per game. 
Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's a lonely existence here in LA uh, being a Jets fan. <laughs> but at least it's nice outside. So that's well, that's a positive. Yeah. Yeah, you certainly have that as we look out on bleak weather here today <laughs> in the Northeast. Um, all right, should we get on to the picks? Here we go. Um, Let's do it. So as of now, the uh, it was a rough week across the board for everybody. I don't know if you have the standings ready, Marissa, or not. But uh, Zach, a rough 0-3. I was 1-2. Marissa was 1-2. And, yes. and listener was Joe was 1-2. So uh, Zach has fallen back a bit. I think the actual numbers on this for our, our standings might be wrong uh, because I was just putting this together on the fly. Wait, Joe, um, Joe, but that it said, it wasn't Joe last week. It was, uh, it was Frederick from Sweden. Yeah, oh, right. we had the same oh, pick. This is so bad. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, yeah, and, and the Jets lost by I, – I got that right. So basically, if you're looking at this on YouTube, I messed it up. But the picks are correct. <laughs> Ignore everything else on the screen uh, because it was yeah. Frederick. I wasn't Owen. Just not a lot of wins across the board, basically. Yeah. We can sum it up yeah. by saying that. Yes. It was, it, was, it, was uh, it was ugly. And Zach, was, who has been in the hunt, was the worst of, of all. But that said, the, the listeners are still – Hanging in there in front, although with a losing record now. But that means you get to go first, Eric. So go ahead. Tell us what you got. Wow, pressure. All right. So I choose three games, right? I choose three games and yes. and, and make my make my over-under. All right. Well, um, okay. Yes. Based on the uh, the BetMGM, because this is presented by BetMGM, based on those lines. If your lines that you have are a little off, we'll, uh, we'll correct them along the way. Oh, I can choose their lines. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, it's okay. Wh- whatever you got, we'll, we'll we'll go with. Okay, all right. Let's yeah, go on with the edge. I only understood over under about a year ago. By the way, my whole life I didn't really understand it. it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> now I now I get it. So, um. I will I will have to say I was a very similar. Like, you know, in my sports fandom, that took me a while to to get. Yeah, that. don't don't come with me to Vegas. We're gonna lose all our money. That's that's all, all I gotta yeah. say. Yeah, uh, but we'll have fun. Um. Uh. Okay, I'm gonna go. All right. I'm going to go Kansas City. Um, I'm going to go Kansas City. Let's do – I mean, man. I mean, Kansas City versus Houston is minus 14 ridiculous. Like, uh, yeah. is that – I don't think that's ridiculous. That was a potential of mine, okay. too. I'll go Kansas City minus 14. I, mean, I don't know if how far different that is than MGM. Um, no, that's the same. Oh, that's funny. Okay. But we're on the same – me and MGM. Um I'm going to also choose uh, Sam the Man Darnold, the ex-Jet. Uh, I'm going to go with old Sam. I'm going to go uh, – let's go uh, Sam and Carolina. Go minus three. Uh, uh, yeah. That's what it is, yeah. Wow, look at yeah. me at MGM. I had no idea. This is amazing. <laughs> um, and then I, I – this is going to be a mistake because I – the last time I bet on the Jets, I, it was versus Denver – when Tebow was on the Broncos and we lost and, and that was it actually in Vegas, which is funny. And I lost hundred bucks, but I'm going to bet on the jets. I'm going to bet on the jets. I'm going to bet on the jets go minus three. Let's go, Zach. Let, let's rock and roll. <laughs> Mine, I think that that line dropped because, um, because of the, the quarterback news I'm seeing, I'm seeing jets plus one and a half. Jets yeah. Plus one and a half. Yeah. So, Yes, I'll take it. So they're under. So you still, you still. Take I it. I have to believe that if you're a Jets fan, you're just blindly leading uh, or, or following, I should say. Um. <laughs> so yeah, we'll go Jets. I like it. We are moving on. Zach, you're next. All right, I'm gonna go with the Eagles minus nine against the Bears. I think the Eagles are just rolling right now, and the Bears are not very good. So 
Uh, that one shouldn't be too hard. Um, let's do the, hmm. Man, there's some weird ones. Uh, I'll go Bengals minus three and a half against the Bucks. I think the Bucks are a mess. And those are my first two picks. And you know what? Let's <laughs> let's see what else we got here. I'll go Cowboys minus four against the Jaguars. It's only minus four. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had. I mean, this is happening the second week in a row that I've had a lot of similar picks. I also had Eagles minus nine and Bengals minus three and a half. Um, and my third pick is going to be the fighting Baker Mayfield. Nice. I thought uh, about plus that seven versus the Packers. So let's see what Baker can pull it out at. at uh, the Lambo. fighting Baker Mayfield. You just love Baker. <laughs> All right. Um, I have um, Vikings. Minus three and a half versus Colts. I just feel like the Vikings, after that loss last week, bounce back a little bit and the Colts are bad. Um, this one, I'm going to take the Browns. Minus three versus the Ravens, just because the Ravens quarterback situation um, and the mess that's there. And we'll see, Marissa, um, if the, the Browns can pull that one out at home. And then finally, um, for the I'm not picking the Jets, but this pick is for the Jets. Taking the mm-hmm. Titans plus two and a half at the Chargers to uh to help out the jets in their quest to make the playoffs so we appreciate those you. are my picks um i feel like at this point there's it's like me and marissa are trying to figure out who's going to finish last and then <laughs> yeah. zach and the listeners are going to finish figure out who's going to win this thing but uh there's a big gap in between but we'll see eric thank you so much for coming on man we appreciate it yeah thanks guys appreciate it keep rocking and rolling you guys are awesome thank you oh thanks man all right and thanks thanks eric th- yeah, and thanks everybody for for joining us. Um, it's always cool to react to breaking news, uh, especially when you already have the podcast scheduled and you can kind of do it on the fly. <laughs> you so, guys are lucky or uh, unlucky. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eric, what's your take um, from a fan on what's going on on the on, on the quarterback Zach Wilson? I couldn't believe week. that my buddy texted me. Jeremy texted me that 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 Adam Schefter. You know, uh, I I couldn't believe it. I mean. I just hope that they that they really don't hate Zach and they're going to rally around him and play with and play for him with him and, and care because man, I mean the storylines that have been swirling since Mike came in and how much they love him. Like they obviously don't love Zach as much as they love Mike. Like that's just that's obvious. But I hope that they like him enough. Like did he buy them JetBlue tickets? Hopefully in the past <laughs> week, you know, and, and make them feel better. Like I, I just hope it is Christmas season. Yeah, you know, the quarterbacks are. I wonder what quarterbacks get in those uh, offensive linemen gifts this time of year. That's that's an interesting. I was a believer. I feel like Zach needed to up the game and and give his receivers gifts too. But yeah, (laughs) yeah. Hopefully, the gift he gives them is the the ball. Um, You know, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's he's going to have to just distribute and get the ball to people. And if he doesn't do that and he keeps on missing checkdowns, then it's going to be brutal on that. Um, and Straveler, let's go Straveler. If yeah. Zach can't make those throws, um, but I hope. I mean, I'm bl- again blindly, uh, blindly hoping, blindly hoping. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Eric. Thank you for everybody for turning tuning in. We will be back at you early next week for a full recap of this game, full breakdown. I'm sure that episode is going to be 90 percent Zach Wilson breakdown. So join us again early next week for the recap of the Lions and the Jets. Hopefully the Jets get this win. Stay right in the middle of the playoff mix. If you want to join The Athletic, you can do it for $2 a month for 12 months. Go to theathletic.com slash can't wait to get that deal. Great deal. Great time of year to uh, 
to gift a subscription to The Athletic too. Running out of time, you know, need something on the fly, gift to The Athletic is easy and everybody would love it. So get that out there and we'll talk to everybody soon.